0: Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because... clear alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now, here's your Drunk Saints History host who is... Bombed out of his gorge. Hi,
1: welcome to another edition of Saints Drunk History, special Memorial Day edition. So, I try to find people that I want to do the show with that some of them you know on Twitter, some of them you might not know, and I, I try to find them to, like, slide them into topics. And this is my boy, Ian. He's on Twitter, but you got to be extra special because he's got protected tweets. But I needed to have Ian on because he rides super hard for Aaron Brooks, and I ride hard for Aaron Brooks, so I needed a guy to be with me on the drunk history when we discuss Aaron Brooks so I had Ian on. Ian thanks for for spending time on your holiday weekend.
2: Oh no problem man we've been trying to do this for what over a year now? We yeah, have so, been. <laughs> super excited about finally being on <laughs> and I still almost missed it so here, here we are We're, we'll <laughs> get another
1: we, we Here's the thing right like I've like Every, like, six months, I just, like, get on Twitter and I just tweet something positive about Aaron Brooks. Like, wanting to pick a fight with people. I just want to pick fights with people about Aaron Brooks. And they just come at me. I don't give a shit. I'm drunk tonight. Here's the thing. And we'll start from the beginning with Aaron Brooks. But I want to get your thoughts on this. Aaron Brooks not being on the 50th anniversary team for the Saints is a fucking disgrace. Oh, it's bogus. It's completely bogus. I mean, you know, he
2: one. Your, the franchise's first playoff game by throwing four touchdowns. Like, how does that not automatically get you on the top? And it's, it's it's unspeakable in my eyes.
1: Yeah, and and the thing is, his uh, his two thousand three, like pre Drew Brees, twenty four touchdowns, eight interceptions. Like,
2: I think fifty nine percent completion.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it's the best Saints, it's the best quarterback season in Saints history pre, pre-breeze, pre and you're not going to put him on a, it's, it's, get the fuck out of here. And I know they're like, Asian. well, you can't have, you can't put Archie, you gotta put Archie, you gotta put, a no, what? You, what gotta put, you? you gotta put, you gotta, I, you I, gotta pump Archie I, off, you gotta pump Abner off. I Like, it drove me fucking insane, I had people coming at me, and I was just, you, you talk, because I get, I get so mad, I just, I just spew venom, you're calmer than me. It's so it's it's
2: prior to Drew Brees, I think I think it's safe to say that he's the second best quarterback in St. City, and I don't even think that's a stretch. I don't think that's a reach. I mean, we we if you recall before that two thousand three season, we had the uh, headline of the time picking you when they used to do the little write up about the season, and you got him. Joe Horn, Dante Stalwart, and Jerome Payton, and they're like, this offense is going to explode. He goes like twenty four and eight with another two Russian TDs.
1: Like, what, what, what else do you want? Yeah, like, and what else do you want? And the thing is, is like. The, the argument of with 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 Aaron Brooks, and we'll get into all of it because it's because it gets, it's complicated because it's because it's race and it's Jake Galone being the local kid and it just it got complicated in his personality. But he's the, he's the second best quarterback in Saints history. If you want to say Archie should have been, could have been, got fucked because the Saints were incompetent. That's fine, but on the field, Aaron Brooks is the second-best quarterback in Saints history. That's just—I like, don't know what else to say as as I as I drink and watch LeBron drag the, the, the trash pile yeah, that I, is the Cleveland Cavaliers un, to the title. Un,
2: unbelievable. It was like the first to 80 was going to win tonight. <laughs> it was like, it was like, it was the like an NCA regional final. It was right. so people, bad. I mean, people will swear to God that this— this era of basketball is the most beautiful. Like, I just watched the 1977 <laughs> game just now. But anyway, he's
1: there. I just watched LSU-Wichita State, region, a second-round right. regional game. Right. Right. Get with, the fuck out of been here been with
2: that. With, with Ben Simmons <laughs> afraid to take 12-footers because he's already got his money and he's done
1: with the season. But anyways, once again, get in so, there. So anyway, so back, so, back, so back to Brooks. Brooks. So he's so look, he's the second best quarterback. If you wanna, if you wanna add us, you can add Ian. If you are yeah, privileged enough yeah, to yeah, follow yeah. him, you can yeah, add me. They got about it. a dozen. Yeah, yeah, I won't see that. So yeah, they got about a dozen it. people that follow <laughs> me that just are, are are like. I think they're all like over the age of sixty, and they just ride hard for Archie, and they pretend they live in an alternate universe where like Archie actually accomplished on field things and wasn't ruined by incompetence around him. But so 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 let's let's take a step back. If you take out that one
2: ruined two thousand and five season, we're looking at a guy that for four full seasons and five games in two thousand has slightly over a five hundred record. There's not another quarterback. I guess you could say Bobby A. Bear, but uh, I mean he played with like a top. Bobby A. Bear never threw error.
1: Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Bear never threw through. twenty touchdowns though. Yeah, Bobby Eber. The idea with him was don't lose
2: this game and make sure you get it into field goal range <laughs> for Mort Anderson. The first of thirteen. If we get thirteen points, we're going to win today. So yeah, I mean, oh yeah, Jim Everett probably was more productive than Bobby Eber. We're going to look at numbers, but anyways. But if, if Bobby
1: if Bobby Eber was the quarterback of the Saints today, there would be blood in the streets of Saints Twitter. Like we would I mean, be hating on each other because it would be. Arguments about is he good enough? Is he not? He's local. Oh my god! It would just be—it would be horrible. I mean, so look at so two thousand—he
2: goes three and two, and he leads to a playoff victory. Two thousand and one, he goes seventy-nine. All right. Two thousand and two, he goes nine and seven, yep. and you don't yep. make the playoffs off a fluky kick. Was that the Rams game that they didn't—that uh, they thought they were going to be in the playoffs? No, that was two thousand. That was two thousand four. That was two thousand and four. Okay, yeah. so you go eight and eight in two thousand and three, eight and eight in two thousand and four, and then actually you have the Katrina situation. That count. It's like five. Yeah. So I mean he was a model of mediocrity, you know, but when you look at it, he's five hundred over four seasons and then three and two and got a playoff game in his first year. Uh, you know, that's not Drew Brees. Nah, but Drew Brees has just as many 7-9, 8-8 eight eight seasons.
1: And so it, it is what it is. No, and here's here's the thing with, with, with Brooks. And we'll start it with 2000, which I had to go on Wikipedia. You know, the Saints traded for him right before the season started in 2000. They gave yep. up, they traded Katie Williams in a third-round pick. They got Lamont Hall and Aaron Brooks back. Lamont Hall, one of the great Hall of Fame shit in Saints history. Like, that dude knew how to stir more shit with other teams than any player I've ever seen. Like, Hazlitt loved that dude because he just could, like, get under players' skin and just, like, st- like annoy the fuck out of teams. Like, he's an all time just him shit. Him and, and David Thomas,
2: that was the guy in 2009. Those two dudes you literally wanted to punch in their face. But, if yeah. On the opposite like,
1: feet. that dude's like, I, 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 not only do you want to punch him, you're like, I need to punch him in the face and then you need to punch him in the face and then we need to
0: get the... There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... he
1: just needs it and the thing is he just like you just wanted to, he just hated it but he was one of those all-time guys so the Saints trade for in Brooks and 2000 you know people don't remember this year I don't know your age but, but people forget like the 2000 season like that was back when the NFL they had the, the three divisions and, and you played the mm-hmm. last place schedule and the NFL basically not only back then did they let the crappy teams pick high is they would say look We're going to have all the crappy teams. They're going to play each other a bunch of times, and one of them will make the playoffs, and that will make their fans happy. So the Saints had the last-place schedule, so they played just a ton of just shitty teams. Like, basically, when you had the last place schedule, you played every last place team in the league, and like, three second-to-last place teams, plus your division record. So, like, the Saints in 2000, they only beat two teams with a winning record. The Rams one time, and the Rams again in the playoffs. So, they had a shitty schedule, but they had a good team, and they started out great. Blake looked awesome. And they yeah, he did. And they were 7-3, and three. and I'll tell you, the two saddest in-game sports experiences of my life walking out of the stadium and I don't know if you went to Saints games back then or whatever he is is yeah yeah I've had, I've had tickets I've had
2: tickets too, uh, since Rick Venturi took over since what 96 oh my god <laughs> yeah so I've been to every game and to, up until last year, from nineteen ninety six on to this last year, so we, the, we, we just sold the tickets.
1: So I said this on other on other Drunks History and Saints podcast. The two saddest experiences in my entire life walking out a stadium is the Saints two thousand when Jeff Blake broke his leg. Blake and, broke and, his foot. Broke his it's foot. Gotta and LSU. has got to be the Tim Couch. It's got to be the Tim Couch. Uh, Hill No, it was. LSU 2007, when they lost to Arkansas. In oh, yeah. Double, yeah. Okay. double overtime, okay. Okay. and okay. the stadium is just like okay. we lost the national championship. But back to the Saints in 2000, like walking out of that stadium, I mean, like it was like, like it was dead silence. And the thing was, I remember Buddy D in the post game. He was just like a broken man. He was like, not only do the Saints have a history of being bad, which is, is horrible enough to try to overcome as a Saints fan, but now it's like, not only are we cursed, but we're cursed and God doesn't want us to be good. Like, we finally have something fun and enjoyable and Ricky Williams gets hurt the week before. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, with the seven days, Ricky he had a thousand yards in
2: ten games. Yeah. Period. He had a thousand yards and ten games.
1: Yeah, and so you go from Ricky Williams getting hurt to the next Sunday, Jeff. Blake is out for the year. It is fucking just darkness it is horribleness i like I, I i'm glad that like the internet wasn't around then because it just you just would have got online and it would have just been sadness forever like like you just could have like read the paper and then went about your day but dude ian it like people don't because like, that's a whole generation ago right like explain right. to people just like this the, the 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 darkness that was that moment
2: and it was so that was the oakland game correct that was the Oakland game. Okay, so I'm in the dome. We we sit in section 156, row nine. So we're in the opponent's end zone right behind the goalpost. So when they're on my end zone, I can see their damn eyelashes blinking from what hole they want to pick at the running back. So we're sitting there, and I want to say maybe it was a deep pass or maybe he had through a beautiful deep pass not long before, and then when he goes down, he's just sitting there and you're like, you got to you got to be shitting me. So you got, you got Ricky last week, and that's when Ricky looked like he was about two hundred and fifty pounds. He was so oddly built, but he was just a hammer. And so you see, you see Jeff Blake. You got you got Joe Horn dancing for a three yard catch. It was just, and then when he goes down, and you're seven and three, and you're looking at the backup quarterback situation. You're like, who is this loser that we just traded for? And now, 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 now Jeff Blake is down. Like why me? I just went through a three and thirteen season the year before. Why me? So yeah, it, it was it was complete dark. I I didn't think we had a shot, and I want to say he sucked when he came into that Oakland game, if I remember correctly. I was done at that point once Blake hobbled off with a half broken foot. Um, <laughs> it was rough times, man. That was a it, that was it, a rough, rough, rough time.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you look at it and you're like. Uh... You just, you, you just, you walk out and you're just like, you're a Saints fan, but you're like, I. I you're deflated. You're, yeah. You're, you're just like, I don't know. Like, it's never going to, like, not only, this is back when they hadn't won a playoff game. So it wasn't even like, can they win a Super Bowl? Can it, like, now we think about the, then it was just like, they're never winning anything. Like, like I like. I, like didn't, one, they, I, didn't they start that year something ridiculous? Like yeah, four they st- or, yeah, they or started five, out one and three, adults, but they had one six. They had won six in a row, and you looked around. And I remember when they beat San Francisco, or they, they beat Carol. They they beat San Francisco before Ricky got hurt, and they, I think they it got them to it got them to five and or, or it got them to six and three, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember the post game show. Buddy was like. He's like, you people are going to think I'm crazy, but the NFC this year is garbage. And oh, it was, wait, it was because, like, Kerry Collins ended up winning with the Giants. And Buddy D was like, the NFC is garbage. And I'm here to tell you the Saints are, like, the second best team in the NFC, maybe the first best. He's like, I know you people think are going to think I'm crazy, but, like, it's not out of the realm that the Saints can win the Super Bowl. And people were just like, and it was fun and it was great. So Brooks gets hurt, right? And then Blake Blake gets hurt. Blake Blake gets hurt, and you're like, oh god, oh you know, you just you just don't know what to do with it. So they 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 go to They go to the Rams, and the Rams had won the Super Bowl the year before. But the Rams defense, for whatever reason, and and my memory's bad, and I'm like four beers in, so I can't really say their defense is like (laughs) turned to shit. Over, it went from like top 10 to like just garbage overnight like it was it was atrocious it was it was yeah, that, big, they had a couple of major injuries they yeah it had, had a
2: few major injuries it, it
1: basically turned into like the 2015 2014 Saints like and they still had the greatest show on turf so they could still score a ton of points but their defense was just atrocious so the Saints going into that game and the thing I remember about that game was they showed Aaron Brooks in the tunnel. And he's just got that don't give a shit attitude smiling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, but back yeah. then, Ian, his don't give a shit smiling attitude was great because it was like right. he doesn't feel any pressure. We'll get right. to how the moment's he not big enough for me. Yeah, the moment's yeah. not too big for the me. The moment's not too big. But that's the thing we'll get to later is you know, Aaron Brooks, his his, his mannerisms and his expression, like it never changed. Like our opinion of it changed. But he never Mm -hmm. changed in all the time he was at the Saints. And he went out that game and, like, uh... Now, granted, he wasn't great in that game, and Leroy Glover... He wasn't.
2: wasn't. Leroy Leroy Glover had
1: maybe maybe one of the all-time great Saints defensive games of all time. He had, like, three and a half sacks and, like, the sack to, like, wrap it up at the end. But Brooks in that game, uh... He, he... I'm trying to pull up his stats right now. He, uh... He went for... He went for... Let's see. As my computer takes a second to pull it up. Uh, Aaron Brooks had uh, 185 yards passing and... Or 190 yards passing and 34 yards rushing and two touchdowns. And... Two interceptions, and he, he had a long pass to Joe Horn that was a PI that uh, doesn't show up in the statue. That's how nerd I am. I can just like remember like random Saint shit, even though I'm, I'm I'm drunk. But like you looked at it, and I remember thinking, "Holy shit, he this is something," you know. I mean, I don't know what did you think when you first like did did you think, "Oh, he'll be all right. He's not a good at like," but like the, when you first saw him, were you like, "Oh, that's something."
2: I will say the first moment the first moment that I really woke up I I wanna I, I wanna make sure I got the right season and I'm not mixing seasons. He had that game when we played the Forty ers when he throws for four hundred and then runs for like a hundred. And he
1: was the first oh, quarterback we'll get think, to that. in
2: NFL history. We'll get, get to NFL that in, in a second. NFL. That's the,
1: okay, okay. Well, that's the that's next. The- week. Well, that's that's the next week, and I, and I want to say, you know, the Saints won that game, and I remember that after that game, the because we talk about two thousand, but I remember Peter Finney, who God rest his soul, he, you know, you would. Before the internet was a big thing, you, you would read the paper, and Peter Finney, you know, Buddy D influenced you after, Peter Finney influenced you in the morning, and Jim Henderson influenced you at night, right, you know, the commentary, mm-hmm. but yeah, you read yeah, Peter yeah. Finney's column, and I remember reading Peter Finney's column the, f- the first year at Ditka, like six weeks in, and he's like, Ditka's a fucking disaster and should quit, <laughs> and I was like, oh my, I was like, you know, at the time, I was like, I don't know, like 98, I guess, I guess I was still in college, but I was like, "Oh my God!" Peter Finney is calling for Ditka to quit. I'm like, yes. "This is bad," because Peter Finney like didn't. He was like not. He was. He wasn't in, in the age of like hot take sportscaster. It oh no, he wasn't that was back then. the point.
2: But, yes. but Peter Finney Super didn't respected. do that,
1: right? So when he's throwing out like hot takes about Ditka and that sort of thing, you, you paid attention. I remember reading his column the next morning, and he was like, "This is the biggest win in Saints history." And I was like, There
2: is a moment in that
1: game. With which,
2: if if Twitter was around 10, probably would have shut Saints Twitter down. <laughs> he, he's about 27 yards away from the end zone, Yeah. and the, it yep. collapses, and he rolls out another 10 yards, and he throws a dart that's no higher than 10 feet to Willie Jackson between the- three defenders, and I said, Jesus Christ, what what did I just watch? It? It's the greatest throw <laughs> I have ever seen in Saints history. I don't care. Breeze has made some throws that are just phenomenal. It's great. Dude, he threw a Aaron Rodgers-type dart down the middle of the field that was a frozen rope.
1: And the thing and was, he, he, Aaron Brooks, when he uncorked the ball, he, he was long and gangly. Right. So, he, so right. I had this, he had this almost like, you know, Like, I'm going to get kind of comic book nerdish here, but he had almost like a Spider-Man kind of like, like it was like a superhero, like spitting out a web, you know? Like, he, he, he... He extends his front leg at least yep. two yards ahead of him
2: when he throws. He's damn near on his knee when he throws it, and you see it. And I'm like, "That's got to be picked." This is in the middle of the field, and you see Willie Jackson catch and spin, and the two defenders hit like a head-on collision. And I looked at my dad. I said, "What? Well, what? What did I just see?" I was like, I was in pure shock. I, was like, I, this is I say,
1: "This is the." Guy. No, this is the guy. And I said, I said it then, and I, I stand by it now. Aaron Brooks' game against San Francisco is the greatest quarterback game by a saint, not Drew Brees. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: And I even say it even if you put Drew Brees' games in it, on that throw alone. I think Bree I think Brooks's game probably gets into the top 5 because even though he was only 12 of 29 for 203 yards, he ran 11 times for 108 yards and had like huge first down. Like that game was like a fucking death match even though San Francisco was terrible. So, like it so was like a out, death he, match. He, so he got the 400 with the next week cuz I know he was the first
2: guy at that time to have done both of the season. Yeah. thrown for 400 yeah. yards and then ran for 100 I don't it wasn't the same game but it was the same season so it which game a, did
1: he throw the 400 he threw, was for, that the four, one he the threw for 400 but the game between because they played the Rams and they played Denver they got hammered in okay. Denver but he put okay. up like 450 okay. throwing because okay. but they were behind but I mean that that game I mean it, it and the thing was it was it was remarkable and the thing they go out' we were, we were trailing that whole game, right? You know that San Francisco game. I want to say it was, it was it was it was it was back and forth, back and forth. Uh, you know, um, but in the fourth quarter, the thing the the fourth quarter was nuts in that game because just looking at the box score, the Saints scored seventeen, San Francisco scored thirteen, so it was basically even going into the fourth, and then it got just nuts.
0: And, uh, okay, okay. I,
1: Like, if, if, if anybody has that game on, like, upload it to YouTube and, like, name it something else so we can all go and tell us on Twitter <laughs> and we can all go and enjoy it before the NFL yanks it down. Because it's just it, – because the thing was, you knew that the Saints, they had, like, Atlanta the next week and then the Rams, and you just – at that point, you were just, like, just getting the playoffs. Like, I don't know if Aaron Brooks did yeah. it, but but yeah. that game – I mean, Aaron Brooks was – that game is – it was it was magical, man. And the thing was, they go into the playoff game and Brooks throws four touchdowns, two to Robert Wilson, because Joe Horn got hurt on the first series.
2: You know? Unbelievable.
1: And I, 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 that added to the Jeff Blake,
2: Ricky Williams. And we're talking. We're not. We're not talking about like Joe Horn. Uh, like like Willie Snead. No, this dude was like a top five NFL receiver that season. Yeah. He was—he came out of nowhere, and I was like, "This guy with the, with the burn from the, the 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 uh the heater is really
1: good." I had never heard about this guy, dude. It, it won, but you, the Saints signed him. The Saints signed him, and and even back then, I was like an NFL nerd. Like I got like Pro Football Weekly, and I knew like all the players. I thought the Saints signed him for four years, ten million. I was like, "Who the fuck is Joe Horn, and why is he getting ten million dollars?" I had no idea who he was. He was, like, the third receiver in Kansas City and had, like, a good December. And the Saints mm-hmm. went out and got him. And he he tore it up from in 2000 from, like, week two when he caught, like, a dozen balls. But he got hurt in that first series of the playoff game. They had Robert Wilson, who, oh, by the way, had a broken hand. The Saints in that game, they, they started Robert Wilson at receiver. They started... Uh, Andrew Glover at tight end, and they started Terry Allen at running back because all their running backs were hurt. And Aaron Brooks, they put it on Aaron Brooks to do it, and he fucking did it, you know, in that playoff game. they Now they had a lot of injuries, and it almost got away from them, and everybody. I think the. the I, Akeem drops the ball, and it, 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 like, overshadows everything about. Like, people don't even remember anything about the playoff game. They just remember so. to do. So I'll say this about that game. If
2: Of all the games that I've attended, I've attended probably, I'd say, between two and 300 Saints games in person. That is the one game that I've experienced the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. When they have the four touchdowns and we're rolling, when when Willie, uh, uh, when Willie Jackson Duckwalt is doing, yeah, yeah, he's doing a little Ginny Woman walk for about twenty yards and he's that wide open. I'm like, we have something here. And then
0: when they score that first touchdown and they're
2: coming back, all right, we're still rolling. I sit in the section with Mousy who does the dances and he the costumes <laughs> and all that. I'm like, okay, all right, here it's we go. Right. And so they score again. And now you can start, you can you can feel the same, spent. you can feel the fear radiate from people. Then Marshall Falk makes about 10 people and scores. And now you can hear, a, you got 70,000 people standing up and not a word is being said. And you're like, <laughs> we're really about to lose this game. We are about to lose this game. And, and I'm sitting next to the guy. We go into the punt. And I said, and he outtakes the coverage. I said, boy, as I see catches this, but I'm 17 at the time. I said, if he catches this punt, he's either going to score or they're going to score within four plays. And when he drops it, I
1: needed a wet wipe. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that game. My friend Trent came with us and he was sitting down one seat because, you could, because that was before the Saints had a, the, the stadium sold out with season tickets. So if you had season tickets, the Saints would be like, hey, you get playoff tickets. If you want to buy more, you can buy more. So we bought a couple more, and I remember that game. I just got. I was drinking the the, the, the daiquiri, the the like the yard daiquiris, and I was just gone. I was just cooked. And I remember turning to my mom and saying, "Hakeem fumbles all the fucking time. If he does not fumble this ball, we are fucked. He needs to fumble this ball." There was we going to stop him. There was. I would have. No, put it was done. My yeah, had to put both my parents' life on it. There was no way we were going to stop those. And people he folded the he ball. That he folded the ball, and I dropped to my knees. And my mom went, "You were <laughs> right. You were right." <laughs> and I just, like, it was, it was amazing. And I just remember, like, the joy pouring out the stadium. Like, people it was were just crazy. I it remember they crazy. had a woman. She was on her boyfriend's. She, he was ca- he was carrying her, and she was she like uh, like you do little kids at the parade, right? And she was pointing at people, going, "You want to see my tits? You want to see my tits?" And she's showing them, she's showing them the tits. But but she had de lis on both of the tits, going out, like. And she did it in God is my witness. She did it the whole way down as you walk from the terrace. In the in in the in the in the exit, Man. she did it the whole way down out the stadium, and I was just like, "This is New Orleans, and this is great. This is the best night of my life." But so this is the so this is the
2: outdated domes when the when the first floor had the big tube T V screwed up at the top. Yeah. And the build when he drops the, it is literally
1: shaking. <laughs> the entire dome is shaking, and I'm thinking. Boy, if this TV
2: comes lose this guy here is gonna die today. He's gonna die. <laughs> and I'm just like, and you just see the whole building. Even in the even in the NFC Championship game when we beat uh, the Vikings, it was not as visceral as the re- reaction that it was when we beat the Rams in two thousand. No, that like, building was great.
1: I feel like once he dropped that punt, I feel like the super the, the getting to Minnesota. It was so tense the whole it was tense from start to finish and it was a joy but that playoff game in 2000 was just like thank god because if the saints would have lost exactly. that playoff game we'd have had to burn this dome down and salt the earth and just like move this oh, yeah. team out to town but, so but the murder rate would have went up 20 percent <laughs> like people would have been you joke was... you joke but when i used to run buddy d's post game show when the saints would have a hard loss buddy would say to men he would be like men Domestic violence goes up. Please don't drink. Please don't get violent. And he was not joking. Like, like... no, that, that would have been the game. I mean, I mean, they went on with like a twenty four zero run, and crazy. you could just feel the game slipping. Every... And they were losing corners. They were losing corners during the game. and was...
2: I want to say, uh, I want to say Warner. Throws a seventy-yard bomb to Akeem, to where he throws the ball before Akeem even comes out of his break. And I'm like, "What the hell is he throwing the ball?" And then all of a sudden, eighty-one comes out of nowhere, catches in stride. Like, and I almost threw my little popcorn. Like,
1: on, I think that he friend. was. I think Warner was concussed, and he didn't get right until like the fourth quarter. Like it, that, that like, would his, make sense. like his, like his. A light just, just like on. Came, a light just turned. Yeah, on. like the light went on. He's like, "All right, I'm good. I'm good." But uh, so the Saints win. They don't win any more playoff games. But but, the the sense was, and it was like a, it was like a, an open secret. It was like Jeff Blake is like, I, I know you can't oh. lose your job because of injury, but that's just done, buddy. You you, you just trade so, you or whatever. He, but but it's Aaron Brooks's job. So so here's
2: the thought about that. I'll be real quick on this. So they say it's an open competition, and I remember being in the dome when they give Aaron Brooks the start in one of their preseason games, and he goes like 12 of 12. And I'm yeah. like, well, it's done. It's <laughs> it's no it. over.
1: There's no more open competition here. Jeff, yeah, it's like, it,
2: never started
1: it was team like, team. uh, it was like when they were like, like, uh, it was sort of, it's not the same as quarterback, but it was similar to like Kumar. They're like, is Kumar going to be good? Is he going to be able to handle it? Or is he good? like, and it's like one carry you're like, I've seen enough, I've seen enough. <laughs> yeah, basically, put put, him, in put him in bubble wrap. I don't want to see him the rest of the preseason. I've seen enough. You know, it like, um, he's our guy. Brooks is it, but the yeah, thing was yeah, with, yeah. with Aaron Brooks was, uh, you know, they, they, the, the, the defense, the defense was terrible, you know, and and and, and uh, you know, they were bad. They were bad in two thousand one. Like they were, they, they got to seven and seven, but they collapsed and they got beat. I want to say the two thousand Saints, they got outscored. I want to say like in the last two games, like a hundred to nothing. Like it was bad. Like yeah, if they lost, they lost forty to ten. Was was what, one of those games that.
2: Okay, what year was the year that if Boo Williams catches that wide open touchdown against us and that, we oh, make the Senators? Dude, that's two,
1: that's 2002. But, oh, so okay. So, we'll get to okay. that. So okay. they they the Washington game they lose 40 to 10. They were winning 10 nothing. They lose 40 to 10. They lose the <laughs> next week 38 to nothing. And you're just like, and the thing was, it was like all the goodwill was gone from 2000. You're like, shit. It's just, you know, they just crumbled, you know. So the next year the Saints it's two thousand two. And um uh, they did some they did this stuff in the off season and, and they go and that's John Gruden's first year with Tampa. You know? Oh that's
2: the and, one team we could slap. We yeah, can,
1: and they go, go to Tampa. Tampa. They, they go to Tampa and they win on like a fruit freak touchdown, but they started out six and one. The defense was crappy. But you were like they're six and one. It doesn't matter if the defense is crappy, we're still gonna be fine. But then what happened? For Aaron Brooks, and it just changed fucking the course of everything. Was he got injured against Cleveland when they were seven and three, and they lost? And he won twenty-seven and fifteen that year. Twenty-seven
2: touchdowns, yeah. fifteen picks. So he had a solid year.
1: He had a solid year, but he got hurt against Cleveland. The next week against Tampa, he, he he's he's kind of screwed up. They put in DeLome at the end of the game, and they have like a third and five, and I remember it, because I, I, back then I, I uh, we're at the game, and I remember, I remember saying, they're just going to, they're going to run this ball, and Tampa's going to get this ball back, and drive down and score, and the Saints, you either are overtime, and the Saints are going to lose, because their defense is not going to hold them. It was like third and five, and they ran a play where Joe, they ran a slant to Joe Horn, like they called in the loan, like cold off the bench, and um, he threw it, boom! Saints win. The next week, Brooks sits, and Jerome. So that is that is that is that the Baltimore game? That's the Baltimore game. Okay, I remember that game. Okay, I remember. Yeah. Okay, and that was coming yeah. back to me. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's another that's another game where no, I, I take it back. Aaron Brooks starts, and he's terrible. And he's 9-25. And, and you just see it. Like, his, he's trying to play, but he's, he's like airmailing throws. You and, like that's,
2: his... and that's the game that's, that these all-star are clamoring. Like, at what point do you go to Jake DeLone? Yeah, at so they go point? to Jake the At what
1: point? Yeah, and, and he's like 7 of 8 for 103 yards and wraps it up. By the way, Deuce, 32 Rushes for 127 and 3. Basically, the plan was we know Aaron Brooks' shoulders fucked up. We don't trust Jake. Hey, Deuce, do you want to carry it 40 times?
2: Man, Deuce oh, had a couple of
1: And Deuce had had uh, three receptions, too. So he had 35 There's, touches. I, I'm not sure
2: if it was that season, but there is a game that we, whatever year we play, Green Bay. that Deuce has about 150 yards, but then he has like 120 taken back from like Jerry Fontenot on the opposite side of the field. Then he could have had like about 270 yards in the dome, and I'm just like, why they, every time Deuce touch the ball, he's running seventy yards untouched.
1: It's untouched. <laughs> <laughs> Touching you get no know, You know, all you got, all you got to do is stand there, Jerry. Just don't touch nobody. Just, just, just get in the way, man. Deuce, Deuce, the breeze. When you feel the breeze on your ass, just, just, just stop doing stuff. <laughs> you know. Okay. So they go, and so then that... the next week they play Minnesota in. When we did the trunk history earlier this year's and we ranked the top 10 worst plays in Saints history, the Dante Culpepper two-point conversion where he drops the ball, looks around for five minutes, picks it up, and then runs in, and and the Saints lose 32-31. But that was another game. Is, where is, it, is, that, is that the goal
2: uniform game? Is that's the, the goal uniform game. That we have Cedric Hyde running one-on-one with Randy Moss yeah. up the field in the full quarter, one-on-one like anybody thought that was a damn good idea.
1: Yeah, that like... led To the two-point conversion. Like... Like, Rick Venturi, like, I feel like Rick Venturi died in the mid-90s, and his cor- it was like Weekend at Bernie's, and his corpse was the defensive coordinator, and, like, nobody would admit it, you know, because that's the, that's the only reason, Ian, that you would have a dude run you be like, I want a linebacker that's not smart and not particularly fast. I want him to run with Randy Moss. That's a good idea. Like one on one, of the middle like, of the field. Like, do you think Randy Moss <laughs> is like talking shit to him as he's running with him? As he's jogging, as he's
2: clearly <laughs> jogging, and he puts the hand up like, "If you don't throw me this shit right now," oh <laughs> my! Um, and I'm just sitting in the dome like, "Are you, really? That's what we? That's what we're gonna do? We
1: got these I, terrible I, uniforms." I, I and remember being like Mike Lewis. I think I want to say Michael Lewis ran a kickback that yeah, year. Yeah, he did. And I remember people. I remember they got a they got a guy. Bless his bless his heart, Mister Mister Jones. Everybody calls him. And uh, he he just goes, he goes, fucking Cedric Hodge. I can't say it because I'm white. He goes, bleep, you deserve that shit. And I just go, I can't argue with the man. I cannot argue. Man, I disbelieve. Okay,
2: keep going. Oh, this So, crazy. so the next week,
1: so the next week they lose to Cincinnati 20 to 10. And Cincinnati was fucking was garbage. G- Cincinnati was 1 in 1 in 13 going
2: into the game. So, we're we're losing 13-10. And it's late 4th quarter and Boone Williams runs the greatest post route of a Titan in Saints history and Brooks, who struggled all game, hits him between the eight and two, and there's not a guy within ten yards. If he catches that ball, game is over. We're gonna win. And he drops. This is when he thought he was really gonna be good. He's got the the grill, you know. <laughs> if he had a solid season in two thousand one. He's like, I'm, I'm a man, and he drops that. And I said, we don't deserve to make the playoffs. I mean, the ball hits him. He's gonna, he could moonwalk into the end zone. And he so, went and drew. I mean, I mean, Brooks had been awful all
1: game, and he musters up. Yeah. My spirit by one great throw, and he just. I can remember uh, Brooks walking off the walking to the sideline. His head was down the whole way. Like, <laughs> like, Sean Payton would have lost his mind over that bad body language. Like third down.
2: It was like a major third. Yeah, down it was like
1: more, a major, major bust. And I just remember. Oh. I just remember, like, you could tell, like Aaron Brooks was like. My arm is fucked. I mu- I I mustered it up. I gave it everything. Open the thing was though, I will say, like if you could take a Saints player out of Saints history and like get their head on right and put them on the team now, like Boo Williams could catch eighty-five oh, win- balls. Oh, oh, he oh, would they catch win. eighty-five oh. balls with oh. Drew Brees.
2: Yeah, in like twelve hundred yards and ten touchdowns. He was a
1: before this
2: whole. Obviously, they had Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Shock back in the day, but. With guys like Eric Ebron's and Evan Ingram's, and he was legit like 6'5", 250. He was the basketball guy before Jimmy came along. Like he was it.
1: Yeah, Boo was a perfect Williams, He played tight end guy. when team when teams gave a shit about blocking. Like now, exactly. they don't even protect teams. Like I argue with people on Twitter like he can't block. I'm like, do you think I give a shit? like, so he'd like make, tight he'd end make, like like a year right now like, like he would name, me, right name me one block Jim, Jimmy Graham ever made that you can remember you know I could care less so I know you caught several balls between two and three guys that just had no <laughs> business throwing so then the Saints <laughs> go and that game in Carolina just you talk about like you know we talk about the moments before you know of like the saddest moments when you out of a stadium... That's that because the Saints all still all they needed to do was beat Carolina and they go to the playoffs. Like, beat Carolina, who's seven, who's seven and eight, I think they were, or whatever. Beat them, you go to the playoffs. And and the thing was, I can, I can, the only time I that I, I, it's hard for me to remember a time going to a Saints game where the fans were just fucking. I want to think of a fancy word, but I'm too drunk. They were just fucking angry. They wanted to be mad. They were mad at the Saints before the game even started. <laughs> you know, like they were mad. I I, like, I would say, I, I would say
2: the only game. No, no, no. That was after when we lost a couple years ago to Tennessee. To was it Mariota. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But they weren't mad before the game, though. Kevin Kevin and Keenan Lewis bumping each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we weren't mad going into that game, but we had got teams to get back to 500. They got mad quick. the worst team in the league. Yeah, we're going to beat them. We're going to finally get over 500. And that touchdown happens in my end zone. So when they throw it, and I see Bird, like, with the center field waving, like, I got it. And I see Keenan coming back, like, okay, stop running. Okay, wait, Bird is right there. Stop running. And then when they smash into each other, Dante walk, Walker, Delaney right. <laughs> Walker, Dante Delon-
1: Walker, Delaney Walker. He can it. Delaney we're, Walker. Yeah. He catches yeah, yeah. It, I'm sorry. I, he I can't catches track, it for but, a touchdown. You're like, I'm like, fucking set that shit to Benny Hill. Jesus fucking Christ. And that's
2: whatever everybody known from that point was angry. even though we missed the kick that could have won again, nobody cared. We were so angry after that one play. <laughs> But they were angry. We don't care at
1: this point. They were angry in the Carolina game, like, sitting down. We were like, fuck. <laughs> Get Aaron Brooks out of the game. Put the low man. And the thing is, like, I think the problem for Aaron Brooks, and, and, and we can just start here, is that, look, race has a lot to do with it. He's a black quarterback. There's a big chunk of the fan base. They don't like a black quarterback. They're going to turn on him quick. But I think also part of it was, Ian, Jake Delone was a local kid. And right. Aaron Brooks had the aloof personality where when the Saints winning, it's like, oh, he doesn't feel the pressure. When they lose, this motherfucker's throwing backwards passes and chuckling as he's throwing interceptions. So, you know? So, so the craziest part about that game that always gets like okay, Aaron Brooks
2: had a lot of aloof moments. He did a lot of things that pissed people off. But he was failed tremendously by his teammates. Jake Reed drops a wide-open touchdown in that Carolina game. That if he catches it, they win. But nobody ever blames Jake Reed for that drop. Just like when Drew Brees' touchdown uh, record ends, it's, oh, Drew threw 6-5 uh, interceptions. But nobody blames Lance Moore for dropping the wide-open touchdown that would have kept the record going. So it's it, it's it's something like he hits Jake Reed between the 8 and the six last four quarter, I wanna say last few minutes of the game that you paid all this money to get this guy from Minnesota that if you catch, you win, but nobody ever talks about that play. By the Aaron way, Brooks, and you should have had Jake DeLome in the game.
1: By the way, Jake Reed is one of my underrated most hated Saints players because he was terrible with <laughs> the Saints and his only job was to babysit his cousin Dale Carter. To keep and, he and he couldn't even do that. And he couldn't even do that. So it's like Jake, we're paying you. You're terrible. But the main thing is to babysit Dale Carter and make sure he doesn't fail any drug tests. And he couldn't even do that. So like he's oh, on like man. my top oh, fifteen all time hated Saints. For, like but let Brandon. me say this. With
2: all that being said, of, of me just making all those excuses for Aaron Brooks, I too was clamoring for Jake DeLone. Well, in that I mean, My
1: club. thing was. The Saints, and and, and Jim hasn't admitted at the time. He's like, I didn't want another quarterback controversy after Blake with Aaron. Buk-. But the thing was, you could see that Aaron couldn't do it. Like, his right. shoulder he could, he was... He barely could lift his own. Yeah. Can barely can and the thing own. is, I don't blame him for being like, I want to play. Because it, the player is always going to say, let me play. Or most of them, right? Especially yes. especially quarterbacks. You know, for, for all this stuff about saying Aaron Brooks wasn't a leader and this and that, quarterbacks, man, they always have a—quarterbacks, I think, more than any other position, have, like, a fear of losing their job. So, like, they're always going to play. So, it was to me, it was Jim Haslett and McCarthy's responsibility to say— Jake DeLome, you got to play. But the thing is, if Jake DeLome plays, the history might be different because the Saints might have made, you know, I don't think they win the Super Bowl, but if Jake gets them in the playoffs and they win a game, then you're doing it all again. And Jim Henson look, was look, like, look, I, look, didn't, I didn't want the to play want to The crazy part again. about
2: it is, uh, like, you are 100% accurate. And so you're if you're Brooks, you don't want to come off the field because you're still making league minimum. You're hoping to parlay this into a deal. And then the Saints fans are pissed because the following year, Jake leads Carolina to the Super Bowl. So and you just, you've multiplied it a hundred times. Because now your first thought as a Saints fan was, that was our quarterback. He could have did that
1: with us. Yeah, and the thing is, if you're Aaron Brooks, you saw Jake come off cold against Tampa and completed to win the game. You saw him go 7-8 against Baltimore. So you fucking know that if he gets in, he's going to do it. Man, we
2: just saw that two seasons ago with with Drew out. He sees Luke McCown make a 15-yard out to Brandon and Now, all of a sudden, he's stretching and blowing his hand and fake simulating the snap count
1: so the camera can be on him. And he he ain't got a Super Bowl. Bowl. He He ain't won the Super Bowl. And that's Drew Drew Brees, uh, as made a guy as you could be. And he's like trying to like make tell everybody it's still my job, you guys. It's still, it's still my job. job. Yeah, and, I'm still involved. So, so you know, like, just, he came play, the next week. So yeah. yeah, I don't blame Aaron Brooks at all. You know, because he knew he knew he saw it right. And the thing is, but here here's my question: is how much because because after that when when the next year when Jake led him to the Super Bowl, fans it turned on Aaron Brooks and it was just a nightmare. But how much of do you think of it was Aaron Brooks? The fans turn on him. How much of you do you think it was that he was black? How much of do you think it was his personality? And how much of do you think it was they had a local boy that should have been playing, fans thought? Like, what do you think was the main thing that turned
2: fans against him? So I think all three of those things are are exactly what happened. And I want to add a fourth thing. He was Michael Vick's cousin. And they saw Michael Vick tearing the league up. And so when they ask him, "Hey, are you gonna run around like that? Hey, are you gonna be a playmaker?" And he's like, "Ah, no, nah, I'm, a, I'm a pocket quarterback. Don't yep. don't classify me in that." Nah, dude, you need to do whatever the hell you need to do to win. You're talking like you're thirteen and three. You're yep. eight and eight, and people yeah. are clamoring for Jake If You gotta go run for one fifty today, or you need to go do it. And
1: he refused to do
2: it. So when you're a fifty-five percent completion guy when you have the ability to run a four six and go get yep. yards and you don't do it, then then now I'm gonna nitpick on everything because you're not made enough to tell me I'm not gonna go run. And I'm not saying that's all he should have done, but he had a skill set that was he was Colin Kaepernick physically before Colin Kaepernick. But he like was but six, to me, four with a laser rocket arm and I can run by everybody on the but field but to me and, uh, to
1: me, Brooks was better than Kaepernick because Brooks his accuracy was better, and his touch was better. Colin Kaepernick when he, never When he de- wanted to. When he wanted to. Yeah. He, he ran
2: that Mike McCarthy, you know, pit with Aaron Rodgers struggles with now as far as, yeah. I don't really have a good game plan, which is going to make very tough contested throws, and you happen to be the best at what you do, so yeah. you <laughs> make it worse. Yeah. So the offense system was Payton, uh, Payton, Stalwart, and Horn we're just going to force feed you guys no matter what the coverage is. Yep. And we're just going to hope Aaron Brooks
1: can get it in there somehow. Yeah, so and he did it a lot of times. Like, that's yeah, the thing. Like, yeah. Mike McCarthy is not that good of a coach. Like At all. Like, when during Aaron Brooks' time, not hardly ever were you like, man, that was a beautiful scheme to play. Like, like no. sometimes with Peyton, Breeze will make a great throw, and you'll be like, that's great, and Kamara. But a lot of times, man, you're just like, Jesus Christ, that's a beautiful scheme to play. It you was know? literally three wide receivers.
2: We're going to run Deuce down your throat, <laughs> and we're going to play action at Joe Horn. And if we can run that little button hook to where he plants and then spins away, if your corner if your cornerback bites, we get a fancy play. The funniest oh
1: the funniest thing about the, the Jim Haslett era to me of all of it, it's it's, it's it's a lot of it is comedy. The funniest thing to me was that the Saints. The Mike McCarthy plan could beat Tampa Bay because they had the receivers to beat the cover two, and they would just pound Deuce. But even mm-hmm. funnier than that is Rick Venturi, for whatever reason, knew how to stop John Gruden and all his shifts and 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 motions and trips one side and all that shit. Like Rick Venturi knew how to stop it cold. It was the funniest thing to me. That they, you know, it, no, we, I mean, like I want to say the year they won a Super Bowl, the Saints we, beat them twice. They dominated twice, yeah. They beat them twice, and they they, lost, they never scored team over teams. twenty on the right, Saints' defense right. that was piss poor. Mm-hmm. You know, so, There's certain teams you just have certain matchups, certain teams.
2: But so Aaron Brooks, so they, you, so so, but I mean, back to your original question, yep. it was all three. It, it was it was a tough spot for him because even if he's fiery. Look, we've, we've lived in Louisiana long enough to know it's. He was in a no-one situation. If he's fiery, then he's going to be viewed as being defiant. So he, he, he goes happy, then it's, well, you don't care enough. Yep. So we have Jake. If if it was nothing... Like, for the, the reason that he's not on the team, and we're talking about Bobby A. who is a hero. And this is no disrespect to Bobby Apear. I just ate at his restaurant two days, It so it's <laughs> fine. The shit was terrible. But it is what it is. It's fine. Whatever. But fact that he is a legend in this city and Aaron Brooks I know his comments about Benson after Katrina sealed his fate but like I, what were you watching like because he's a local guy and had the an accent because we're talking about on the field he's not even in the same
1: category well, as a player
2: well, but here's, it is what it is
1: here's my thing and maybe I've had too much but name me a black quarterback in the history of the NFL that was vocal, and defiant. Name me one. I can't think of one. I can think of good black uh, quarterbacks. I can think of great ones. But I cannot think of a guy that was a black quarterback that was defiant and chewed ass and yelled at people and did the Tom Brady uh Maybe. Quarter- and this is a stretch. Maybe
2: Steve McNair. Maybe. Maybe. And I don't even know if he was defined, but he was just so big and country, yeah. and he had skins on the wall, and he, he moved that franchise from, you know, uh, Houston to Tennessee, that he earned that, and then went Maybe. to Baltimore. So, yeah, that's... That's one. That, and that's a stretch. And that's, and that's a stretch. One.
1: That's me reaching. Yeah, that's me reaching. Here's, here's my I, thing. Here's I can't my think thing of with another Brooks. One. I think race, and as you mentioned, him being a cousin of Michael Vick, I think it exacerbated it. But I think what really set it apart and, and, and made it extra difficult was Jake being local. If you'd have flipped it around, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're if right. you'd have flipped right. it I around agree. and Aaron Brooks would have been Aaron Brooks from ULL and he'd have had the same personality, I don't think people would have clamored as much for Jake DeLone. I think no, the, lo- uh, the local. I, I, I thing think Jake. Even when, the- I, I want to
2: say, correct me if I'm I want to say Jake came in 99. Yeah,
1: he won oh, yeah. Ditka's He won Ditka's last game as his, at the last so, game Ditka so, won. He beat the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, and it was Jake Delhomme so, starting. The reality is,
2: the reality is, if Jeff Blake doesn't start six and zero or whatever he started, we would have been clam. People would have been clamoring for him in two thousand. Everybody wanted Jake to be the guy. He was a local fiery kid yeah. who made a roster that wasn't supposed to, and won Ditka's last game. So yeah, so. It was it was just a tough spot for any quarter. We're saying Aaron Brooks, but if Jake would have I mean if Jeff Lake would have started falling off. You couldn't stop that Jake alone train.
1: It was more like if we're going to lose, I want to lose with the local guy. Local. And the Bobby Bear thing of having the local quarterback was still yes. a, it was still a thing. It was still fresh in your mind. It was it was it wasn't even a decade ago. You know, like now right. Bobby Eber like if you're under the age of 30, like, Bobby is just YouTube clips and the drunk guy on the post game, you know? Right. Um, and, and, and once again, he was good for what the Saints needed, but I, I don't ever recall it being a
2: situation of, of a 10-year-old thinking, you know, hey, let's go, Bobby.
1: Let's go win this I, game. I can body. only okay, think the, the only moment gonna make a play. I can think is gonna make a play? the only moment I can think of Bobby Hebert being awesome and being like, thank God for Bobby. Was in '91, Bobby had hurt his shoulder, and the Saints were in a tailspin. And they played the Raiders on Monday night. And this was back when the Raiders won like seventy-five percent of their games on Monday night. And the Saints played the the, the Raiders at home on Monday night. And Bobby Eber returned, and the Saints won like twenty-four to nothing. And Bobby threw like two touchdowns and was like eight. You know, he's like sixteen of thirty, and. You were like, "Thank God!" But thank God, Bobby's back. That's the only moment I can ever like remember Bobby doing great things, you know. And the thing is, to me, is like, Aaron Brooks is—he's not—he's not. I don't know if he's top ten or fifteen player in Saints history, but he's the second best quarterback, no. you know. Yeah, but
2: he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not that. I mean, that that that. Like, I'm looking at it right now. He starts sixteen games in two thousand three. He goes three hundred six, uh, five eighteen for his highest completion percent, fifty nine percent, yeah. thirty five hundred yards, twenty four touchdowns, and eight interceptions. Had a one point five interception percentage, which was his by far career low. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, eighty nine QB rate and comes back and he runs for another hundred seventy five and two touchdowns. Um, that's a season. That because you go eight and eight, no one really, you know, it's like oh, the, oh um, we did it. The interesting
1: yeah. the, the, the interesting thing is and we talk about, you know, like what if's in Saints history, what if they'd have played Delone, what if this you know what to me is a is a is a huge what if, Ian? You look at the two thousand four Saints, they were four and eight and you were like, Okay, it's done. that's gonna get fired, this is this is done with and they were four and eight and they rallied and they got to eight and eight and if the if the freaking Rams or, or the Jets just would have beat the Rams the final week of the year or the they Redskins club, yes. or the Redskins would have won, the Saints would have been in the playoffs and they'd have played a shitty, shitty Green Bay team. You know, like if Doug Bryan makes that field goal for the Jets, the Saints are going to Green Bay and I know it would have been cold or whatever, but that was back when the Saints had peak Deuce and peak Joe Horn. If the, if that 8-8 eight, eight Saints team wins a playoff game in 2004. Let's say they go to Green Bay and win and then get housed by whoever the next week. That might have bought Jim Haslett another year after Katrina because then you'd have said, well, Jim Haslett, he's been to the playoffs twice and he's won two playoff games. We can't just kick him out after Katrina. You know, he just won a playoff game the year before. That's shitty. We can't do that to him. To me, it's one of the great what-ifs in Saints history that we don't talk about. Well, I, I
2: agree and I, what other than winning a a, a couple of plays, I, I think I think Hasler was done for it, no matter what. When when Randy Mueller lost his job it was he was gone. It was only a matter of time. And I wanna say Mueller went in like 04 or 05 on some stuff separate. Yeah. Like some things he did. So I think if you're Loomis, once you become the head guy, you wanna hire your guy. Period. So I think Katrina gave them the opportunity to wipe the slate clean. I think if Katrina doesn't happen, maybe we have that conversation. But they just wanted to wipe that team completely anew. Um, Because I think any time you you get a new position, that's the first thing you want to do is hire your guy. So um, I don't think Jim had any shot. He would have had to have won a Super Bowl or get to an NFC Championship, but he was out of here. And he, and I think he was defeated too. I think even going in that '04 season, you could see he was losing hairline, and he was like, "This <laughs> shit sucks."
1: The one, thing, so he was only a matter of time. The one thing I want to say is, is, is the 2004 season really had. The last great Aaron Brooks moment, because Aaron Brooks, for all the shit people gave him, he was pretty good at the end of games. He won a, they won a lot yeah. of close games. They had, a, they won, they had the four game winning streak, but they went to Tampa, and we we talked about it before for whatever fucking reason. The Saints, the shitty defense, they had, they, they, had didn't, they, they they owned John like Tazlett and Vintori fucking owned Gruden, and he hit. They Tampa goes ahead. 20 to seven, 20, 17, 14. And the saints drive down and he hits Stallworth with a seven yard slant. They go ahead 20 to 21 to 17 with 30 seconds left. And you're like, Holy shit. The saints are six and eight and still in the playoffs. And it was just, it was Aaron Brooks, you know, because the thing is with Aaron Brooks, he would always say, I'm not a scrambling quarterback, you know, uh, i'm not I'm a pocket guy, but man, in the two minute drill he would always let it loose, and that was when he was mm-hmm. so good you know tampa game three rushes for seventeen yards, but one of them was a, f- a fourth and fourth and eight he scrambles for it like when he would let it loose, he was so good, and he had he had he had the, he had the speed that the just the, he was a guy that was just athletic enough to outrun defensive ends and slow linebackers for first downs when it mattered, and he wouldn't do it all the time. But goddamn, me, and in the two-minute drill, he did it a lot, and that was that was like his last great moment as a Saints. Like he leads them down, they score, they they win, and they should have made the playoffs, but didn't. So I think I think I think that's another
2: thing that caught people off guard with him, and why people are so angry. Like you just said that he had just enough athleticism to outrun slow linebackers and defense i disagree i think he had way more athletic he just had a very slow lazy game yeah and i think yeah. that's what pissed people off maybe like people so i think that's true. felt. yeah people felt like dude you have a level like he was the modern day free quarterback and he just didn't want to showcase it like if you could build a QB in a factory, you would build a guy six four with a lay the rocket arm with long legs who can run. And he was like, "Nah, that's not me. I'm just a normal everyday QB." I'm like, "Dude, you are a freak athlete. You can do this anytime you want." But like you said, it took to the two minute drill for him to showcase it. And he'd be like, "Wow, he's running fifteen yards and nobody's gating on him.
1: How is that possible?
2: He's he, a quarterback." He, he, he had could the do thing that anytime he wanted to.
1: He had the thing in a lesser degree that Camara has where you're like right. I feel it's like effortless. I feel effortless. like Camara runs just fast enough to score. But he right. can he's got he's got gears that he doesn't even use because he's like why should why? I use my super? Yeah, why? why should I use the turbo button? I don't need the turbo button.
2: I, I I don't need it. Yeah, I don't need it. Like I can jog and get there. So why the hell am I running hard for? <laughs> and and I think that's what made people mad about Aaron Briggs. And he was the same way. He was like, "You're not good enough. I mean, you're not you're not successful enough. And you're, See, you're not and you trying know, like, hard. But, and you
1: don't and it fed right. in. The, you don't care. You know. And, 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 and you just mentioned Kamara, and I think
2: Kamara is a flat out stud. But boy, if he ever has a year where it doesn't <laughs> click for him and he has that same way, people are going to stop pissing and moaning. Like, oh, you they don't, go, you don't run as hard as such and such. Or Jonathan Williams, you know how it is every year we, we Jonathan find Williams fan needs to get base. touches, man. He needs to yeah, get yes, them I, hard yards. I mean, the fan base finds a guy that is clearly a lesser player than the guy who's ahead of him. You know, but we will hype them up because he tries. I'm like, shut up. Like, I'm trying to Who the hell we did that with a couple years ago. Um, Mark Ingram has been a victim of this for the last, I don't know, his whole entire Saints career. Uh, It's like, oh, you see how hard Kyrie Robinson? Oh, you see how hard there's no name? I'm like, shut up. Like, no, Ingram is far better than this guy. But because he t- because this guy run into a brick wall at full speed, you think he's better. I Stop it. Ivory, he runs into the brick wall until he gets injured. Well, Ivory was a monster. Ivory got paid. He's the only guy to ever leave the Saints and get paid. And Cooks gets paid coming up. So I'm going to leave Ivory alone. But there were a couple running backs. Like you know, over the last two years that backed up Ingram, that people was like, "Oh, he should get." This. Oh, Tim Hightower! Jesus Christ! How did they get that?
1: Tim Hightower. Hightower. Tim, Tim Hightower,
2: Hightower man. Like
1: three one, Yeah, he averaged like three point one yards to carry.
2: Tim Hightower. Run, if Abraham. Tim
1: Hightower ever had a twelve yard run, any other running back, it'd have been a fifty yard touchdown. Like I'm they played. Say, a, they, played they played Atlanta. They played Atlanta in a final. The final of the 2015 season, and Hightower had like 85 yard rushing, and the Saints ended up winning. Dude, Ingram would have had a buck 25. Kumara would have had 210. With the way the Saints, I were want to say I could be completely wrong,
2: and I could be making this up, and I'm sure somebody will tweet you saying I made this up. But I want to say his longest carry in the 2015 season was nine yards. Like, <laughs> <I was laughs> <too long>. like <laughs> seriously. <laughs> It might be like nine or twelve yards, now he can get you three yards if you needed four. He can get you three yards if you needed two,
1: but he's gonna get you three yards, and that was it. But anyway, I, I so digress. Back here's there. My, another thing that, that that burns me about Aaron Brooks, and and, and it, it's another thing that gets lost. And this, I think, probably proves that I'm the biggest. Uh. uh Aaron Brooks stand that there is is in 2015 when they benched him and put in Todd Bauer that was just fucking wrong and they did him dirty they should have just put if, if that's disrespectful that's like putting me in the game i mean you should have put Adrian
2: McPherson in or whatever Yeah, like that was I disrespectful so to was the that the was
1: disrespectful to the man because it was such a fucking drop off of like the, that was basically the Saints just saying Fuck it, we're tanking games. Yeah, yeah, which, which they should have done. Which
2: they should have done. I was I was all forward, man. I went to one of the games, I want to say in Bad Rouge, when they played Saving and them. And I was like, that's stupid. I'm not doing this.
1: <laughs> longest run in the um, tower was 26 yards. It, it felt like nine. Well, how, sure. how, long, how many yards? 26 was his longest run. was it? 26 yards, longest run. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. It
2: felt my... like nine. I'm sorry. I apologize. It felt like, it. I don't know. I mean, he had like 100 carries versus Seattle for like 47 yards, but we won the game, so it looks cool. Anyways, okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, but, yeah, that 2005 season was the first season that I was looking draft prospects up in, like, September. I was <laughs> like, well, we're owing. Three. Let's look at who we could get with this early pick. I'd never thought Reggie Bush was an option, so it was like, yeah, let's just try to lose as many games. I was upset we won three games.
1: Um, like, I told the I told the story in the last drunk history. Me and uh, me and Mike Mills reviewed the um, we reviewed
2: the uh, oh, the two thousand six offseason.
1: In two thousand six offseason I said, was, I celebrated was, like they won the Super Bowl when Detroit kicked that last second field goal because I was like, That's the difference between picking second and picking seventh. I'm like, Thank yes. thank you, Jesus. But yes, 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 But I still I still felt like they disrespected. I, I felt like Aaron Brooks was so well, I, damaged at that point, it wouldn't gone, have mattered dude. if they'd have kept him in, they weren't winning any more games. I just felt like that was disrespectful to me to put it and, nah, and the thing but is Todd Domin was, tired, he brought it was on so terrible. Oh yeah, I
2: mean, but Ty Bummit got a job in like 2010, so someone clearly loves him. He's been <laughs> blessed, anyways. But but uh, he did an interview outside of the high school uh, that they were practicing at, and when he gave that interview of saying how this is bogus and NFL guys shouldn't be treated like it was a done deal, like no, it was it was gone, it was yeah. over, yeah. it was finished.
1: I remember the the interview as it happened, and I was like, yeah,
2: yeah, I know you just got that contract. Well, he got, but well, this he is got, probably not the time. He
1: got really sort of confident in himself or just didn't give a fuck. He started yeah, that in he 2004. <laughs> he was very ornery at that time. Because I remember when they were, in, in 2004, this is my, when I covered the Saints in the locker room and I was assistant at WWL and I would go in there and get sound. This is my this is my highlight as a as a quote-unquote journalist reporter. Aaron Brooks was in there, and this was back, you know, Aaron Brooks wasn't the star that Drew Brees was, so, like, reporters could just go up to him at his locker and be like, hey, do you want to do an interview or whatever? And he had, like, finished doing his sound, and they had a guy from the Newport News, which was where he was from in, in Virginia, I believe, and he was talking hey, to him. And I just kind of went up there, and I didn't interrupt him, but I just had my little tape recorder, and I hit the I hit the record button while he's saw it. And Aaron Brooks said, man, the fucking fans come at us. The fucking coaches come at us. The fucking owner come at us because Benson got so mad he canceled the Christmas party because they were so, ter- <laughs> they were so terrible and he had said some stuff. And and I'm just and he's like I'm just proud of us. We just didn't we just didn't give up. Everybody coming on us, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna make the you know, and we're gonna get to eight and eight. And I remember getting that sound and like the guy from Virginia, he's recording, but he's not doing local TV or radio. And I remember getting the sound, thinking, oh my fucking god, I can't believe I just got this sound. I went back to my little booth, the little media area for the same thing. I put my headphones on and I played it to make sure that I got clearly because even then I was paranoid about I'd fuck it up. And I remember telling Kenny, I was like, "Kenny, listen to this." He's like, "I don't have the time." I'm like, "Fucking sit down here, Wilson, and listen to the sound." And Kenny's eyes got big as fucking saucers. And Buddy led the show with it, and it, that was the highlight of my. That was the highlight of my NFL reporting, and I never, I never got a scoop or anything near that ever again. But it was that was my peak. Well,
2: it's. He was he by the time after his second year, when he threw the twenty six touchdowns, the Saints gave him that, that six year thirty six million dollar yep. contract extension. Same as
1: Brady um, got the same deal at the same time. They got the same I wanna say they got the same deals on the same day. So Tom Brady had just signed
2: a four year thirty million dollar okay. extension and, and 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 Aaron Brooks got a six a six year thirty six with a five million dollar signing bonus. So in his mind He's like, I'm made. like I'm, I'm 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 here now, like I'm I'm in good shape. I'm 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 saying, and now that I'm looking at the date in which they gave him the deal, that is probably why they didn't pull him for the loan, because they gave it going into that two thousand two season. So if I give you a six year thirty six million dollar deal and Jake plays well, now we are in a tough spot.
1: Oh yeah, and see, so- you know. And here's the thing. So they couldn't put Jake in. No, and here's the thing. Back in 2002, that was um, where if they had uh, pulled Brooks and Jake DeLome had gone on and led them to a playoff win, and then they were like... They wouldn't to have ben- to pay Jake, They, they would have That was back when Benson wasn't senile and old and and not making decisions. Benson would have been like, What the fuck you doing? You just paid right. Brooks thirty six million dollars. Now you want me to pay Jake twenty? Are you yeah. out of your yeah, fucking it mind? Happened. Yeah, like, it was have. Yeah, like that you was back when, when was Benson, back with... when Benson was actually running Benson wasn't necessarily running things, but he cared a lot about his money. You know? Oh he was because Mickey was just a cat guy in two thousand two. Yeah. Randy Mueller was making the moves then. Yeah. So so uh so that was just that was just a, a wholly different thing. So I guess like <sighs> The, the older I get, Ian, as we wrap this up, and thanks for I, – I told Ian it would be like 35 minutes. We're over an hour. so. Hey, man, I have nothing better to do. So I'm going go with the so, kid and let him slap me in so the face. So. I, I will say this. The older I get, the more I look back at Aaron Brooks, and I love him more. I don't remember the backwards pass. I don't remember the shoulder injury. I remember the playoff win. I remember the game in San Francisco. I remember the comebacks, him always beating Tampa. That's what I remember. And the older I get in, the more fondly I remember him and the the angrier I get that he's not on the 50th anniversary team. How do you feel about Aaron Brooks? And then we'll get out of here. Well, I'm, I'm
2: partial because I've had the opportunity to meet him a handful of times. He— Used to, I'm doing air quotes, date my manager at work, so he would uh come through the facility frequently. So, shouts out to Air Brooks. I enjoyed that night at the Best Western that you left. But anyways, once
1: again, way people are gonna up. Be like, people are gonna be tweeting me like, I need the best western, story. You need a drunk history. I need, I need the details. Like we can't, but, uh, we can't no. do that. Maybe, but, uh, maybe we'll do after no. dark just for the for the patrons and the people that donate. We'll have the X rated nah. Saints Happy Hour nah. with no, Ian no, and Ralph. That no. was like,
2: that was like twenty one. Nah, but no, Aaron was a, an awesome guy when he would come in, and, and so maybe I'm partial because I've had the opportunity to to meet him and to speak to him back in those days. But I just thought he – I thought that he gets overlooked because of Drew's success, Manning's history at Ole Miss, and that Bobby Hebert is the Cajun Cannon. Um, Because he doesn't have a lot in front of him to where he wouldn't be viewed as the second-best quarterback. I mean, he's just – it's not like he went up against a lot of hard competition. Obviously, Drew is Drew. But I think I think Drew's greatness has minimized that two thousand to two thousand four stretch. Brooks had there's just not another Saints quarterback, um, other than Drew that can match that five year stretch. It just isn't. I mean, he had the first playoff victory. You can't take that away from him. So, um, am I going to stand on the hill and say he was a great player or even necessarily a great saint? But I do. He's the second best quarterback the Saints have ever had. I I really do feel that way. And, um, you know, not even trying to be contrary. I just think that's
1: what it is. So, Ian, my guy, thanks for joining us. Uh, That ends Drunk History for Memorial Day weekend. Uh, British lady, take us out.
0: Thanks to all of our Saints Happy Hour listeners whose donations made Drunk Saints history possible. Until next time, remember, surviving Saints history is hard. That's why God made alcohol.